0: The Owl Dog Hour is upon us once again. Season 3, Episode 2, Owl Dog album out April 5th. It couldn't be any more true. Autographed copies of The Charter, A Millennial Journey Out of Hip Hop Hypnosis are available now. I'm getting feedback that is blowing my own expectations. I knew I had the book of the year, but I didn't expect uh, feedback this positive. One guy hit me up. This is you know the most I've enjoyed reading a book since middle school. Another guy hit me up and said that he's ten chapters in and he's enjoying himself. I my editor, he had to stop reading it and leave his English classroom. He's an English teacher. He had to leave because he was laughing so hard. Get you an autographed copy today. Al Dog's album is out April 5th. You can also pre order on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I am an author and uh, I'm in the game and I'm doing this podcast to sell books. If this podcast isn't selling books, then I'm going to take my talents elsewhere because I've been crushing it on Instagram Live. I have been crushing these library live st- stream presentations. You need to check that out. Al Vlog. On Instagram, A L D A W G V L O G, back on Twitter. Growing Telegram, selling books. Grifters University, spring semester coming soon. Grifters University currently isn't available, but I'm going to re release it as a spring semester comedy special. Okay? Because motherfuckers are paying $400 to see Joe the Toe Rogan perform. Are you fucking kidding me? When you can buy Grifters University and probably have the best online viewing experience of your life. No, no bullshit. So I'm adding another video and I'm going to re-release it as a comedy special Grifters University coming this spring. I'm taking home run shots until I have to go back to work mid April. (laughs) Cause you know, Hey, Grifton ain't, Grifton ain't easy, man. Grifton ain't easy. Being a published author is amazing. It's very cool. And I, uh, recently booked a show. I'm going to be on a, not a big show, but it's big to me. I'm going to be on with one of my favorite authors on his YouTube show toward the end of April. And that's very exciting, but you know, trying to lift my own grift. Spring is coming around the spring equinox of March 25th, around March 25th to March 28th is nearly here. The biggest release of energy within the yearly cycle the spring equinox. So I'm preparing for it and I'm preparing some major home run swings. I got a book available. Order it now. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're a Substack subscriber, especially if you're a real subscriber, get your ass the autographed copy. Do it right now. It's $40 including shipping. $40 flat if you live in the United States. If you live in Canada, it's $55 flat. Okay. I didn't realize this, but, uh, you know, I used to have it $40 flat for Canada but it costs 23 bucks to ship. I didn't know that. So a couple guys in Canada got in on the $40 price, but now it's 55 flat for Canada, $40 flat for the United States to get an autographed copy, typically with a custom note for the best fucking book of the year. The charter, the millennial journey, the charter A millennial journey out of hip hop hypnosis by Al Dog, a fictional narrative. So important, it could only be in allegory format the book of the century. No time for bullshit, no time for games. So we have an incredible show for you today. Season three is upon us. Season two, I mean, I'm sorry, episode two is here. We're doing this podcast once a month for season three because there's going to be a lot of life growth that happens in between episodes. The Owl Dog Hour is not one of these chatty Cathy fucking podcasts. People gossip about bullshit. People talk about, you know, female-male relationship dynamics, the current 2023 dating landscape, all this bullshit. Who gives a fuck? We are esoteric athletes on a path of ascension and uh, building a new aristocracy. That's what we're about. You think we give a fuck about... Your stupid gossip and your stupid problems and your stupid issues. Nobody cares. Period. The Owl Dog Hour is upon us. Episode 2, Season 3. guys i'm so excited we're gonna talk about my favorite subject probably my favorite thing in the world right now and that is tater tots no i'm not talking about the breakfast like treat i'm talking about fans of andrew cobra tate and tristan tate who are completely delusional in denial and insane and not only that they're planning, get this, a tater tot march. I mean, they're not calling it a tater tot march, but I am. Because they're going to be protesting, apparently, in Miami, D.C., and um, what was the other one? London. They're protesting the incarceration of their beloved top G, And I'm all over this. As many of you guys know who have been uh, following, especially on Telegram, Al Dog University on Telegram, that's the hub. I've been basically obsessed with this case from the very beginning um, ever since it all came falling down. Check out the rise and fall of Tadistan Instagram presentation, Al Dog Vlog, how dare you? That being said, for those of you who don't know, Andrew and Cobra, Andrew and Tristan Tate were sex trafficking in front of the whole world for like a fucking decade. They finally got caught. Their fans are in denial. They think it's this great injustice. Meanwhile, in reality, Andrew is publicly bragging about his sex trafficking operation. He's uh, got courses detailing how you can start your own sex trafficking operation. And this is all public information and it's all available. You You know, I've been through this... Four or five times. But, anyways, the tater tot movement, even saying that out loud is so fucking funny to me. The tater tot movement, a movement of tater tots. Like, I picture these guys, they're all bald and they all have uh, goatees because they all try to replicate what their hero looks like. And I just visualize them going tater tot march, like with signs and they've got their fucking fists in the air tater tot march, tater tot march. And they're going to essentially, what their march aims to do is, they aim to legalize sex trafficking in Romania. That's basically what they want. They want more pornography and they want more podcasts. That's essentially what they're protesting for. And this could be the most comedic thing I've ever, you can write something like this, the tater tot march. Now I'm really thinking about streaming it live on YouTube because I'm so obsessed with it. And they're so delusional. I want to give you guys some context here. So you got, you, you should be up to speed on where I'm at with, uh, the rise and fall of Tata Stan. I have an hour long presentation on it. I've been talking about it for a while on Twitter, fucking, you know, I'm back on Twitter. You know how we do. We're going to talk about that. Um, but you know where I'm at with it. Okay. If you've been following and, uh, you know, anyways, so the Tater Tot March aims to occur April 10th. And I want to give you guys some inside baseball. They, um, they have this entire culture on Twitter and they do a lot of these Twitter spaces. They're led by this guy named Solomon, who is like this, uh, I want to say Pakistani, uh, British guy. He's like of Pakistan origin, he's got a British accent, and he's like a complete shyster and a complete moron, and um, just been consistently wrong about everything for the entire duration of the rise and fall of Tatistan. But he's sort of a representative of the tater tot movement on the internet. He's probably at the apex of the tater tot movement. So he... Um, He's often in these things called Twitter spaces which which are just grifter fiestas. There's really nothing productive happening in these uh Twitter spaces. But he's a he's a, fion, a phenon of these Twitter spaces. He's constantly hosting them and constantly um you know participating in them. So anyways, last night I was listening to a Tater Tot uh movement Twitter space and they're planning this uh march. They're planning their Tater Tot march in Miami. And one of the things these guys are all like completely brainwashed. Um, but one of the things they said that really stood out to me, which I thought was so hilarious, is they said that if anybody criticizes Andrew Tate on Twitter, you should block them immediately. Like if they present counter evidence, just block them. Stay insulated within our Tater Talk community. We need to protest for justice. We need to protest for porn. We need to protest for podcasts. We need to protest to legalize sex trafficking in Romania. It's the stupidest fucking thing ever. And I can't get enough. It's just so stupid that I I love it. It's so fucking dumb to the point where I'm like borderline obsessed with it. So that's the tater tot movement. That's the tater tot march. Expect exclusive coverage on Telegram, Al University, Al Dog Vlog, And, um, yeah, that's just where we're at with it. Uh, it's not like I have a vendetta against Tate dog. It's just that, you know, he's very guilty and he's going to go to jail for a very long time. And all these tater tots are eventually going to start throwing fits in the streets. It would be comparable to 2016, Donald J. Trump winning the presidency of the United States and feminists and uh, other sort of, uh, weirdos were, freaking out crying in the streets and screaming we're going to see something similar with these tater tots i anticipate andrew tate's and tristan tate's trial will begin april or may at which point they will be sentenced quick and swiftly to at least 10 years and we're going to see tater tots crying on the timeline we're going to see tater tots recording themselves With designer shades and fur coats literally crying their eyes out that their profit has been derailed by justice, real justice. Romania is leading the way in sort of a new movement. And I respect the hell out of the Romanian government and their police force for what they have done in regards to stopping Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate. And that's not a popular take. My neighborhood of the internet, but I don't give a shit. It's the truth. All right, let's talk a little OnlyFans conspiracy theory. So I recently saw this clip where there's this chick and she's pretty average looking for the most part. She's like a 6.8 to a 7.2. And I saw this clip scrolling the timeline and I see her talking about how much she makes on OnlyFans and she claims that she makes about $350,000 a month. Now that is a rather astronomical number for an average-looking chick. So it got me thinking. Are these are there that many men paying a monthly fee to see this chick's titties or are the vast majority of OnlyFans subscribers bots? Not real people. Rather they are part of a scheme to depopulate. Let me explain. Because I have no doubt that there are plenty of men, low-status men, as they are called, simps, they are often referred to, who pay a monthly fee in order to see titties and pussy of uh, these girls on the internet. Uh, You know, that's the OnlyFans business formula. And I have no doubt there's some demand for it. But I personally speculate that a large, large number of some of these OnlyFans subscribers aren't actually real people, but rather they are bots with unlimited, like an unlimited amount of capital to essentially get these girls to be OnlyFans models and not reproduce. So it's essentially, in my view, a depopulation scheme. Because if a girl is making $350,000 a month, which is an astronomical number, and you got to always be wary of astronomical numbers, because they are often used at the apex of pyramids in order to guide a massive group of people beneath that apex. Now, I see that a clip like that is sort of a marketing ploy, because if a bunch of girls see that that chick is making $350,000 a month via OnlyFans, there's going to be so many more signups, it's ridiculous. Now, is there that much of a demand I think that's questionable. I think that a large percentage of these OnlyFans subscribers are indeed bots that are part of a bigger scheme in order to depopulate. A woman is not going to be incentivized to start a family or become financially reliant on a man if she's making $350,000 a month showing off her titties, right? That's, That's the bottom line. So this chick might win for a decade. She might win for a decade and a half. But eventually she is going to be part of a broken bit branch, essentially, and be uh, depopulated because she's not going to have a family after she's been, um, you know, an online stripper for two decades and uh, that time has passed. See how she or girls like that can essentially take the ticket and eventually get depopulated. Yeah, she might be rich as hell for two decades, man, but in the end she might actually end up losing And thousands and thousands of other girls like her Are going to end up losing And I think there's a lot of loser men out there Don't get me wrong There's a lot of losers out there That are willing to pay a monthly fee In order to see what they want to see But I do suspect there's a lot of bots That are pumping these girls' egos Only to depopulate their bloodline in the end It's worth thinking about I do think that OnlyFans can potentially be A depopulation scam All right, so we're going to talk a little Twitter. We're going to talk a little bit about the science of book sales. We're going to talk a little bit of the Owl Dog's plans moving forward. So firstly, get you an autographed copy at owldogbooks.com right now. I need all my listeners to get autographed copies because it's time that you experienced the book of the year 2023 and potentially the book of the century In my opinion, one of the most important books of our time. An allegorical fictional tale of millennial friends growing up as hip-hop fans. And their lives take very, very different turns. There are rappers involved. There are record label executives. There's a pair of cops that like to take justice into their own hands. This is The Charter, a millennial journey out of hip-hop hypnosis. Available now, only for... Autograph buyers in the United States and Canada at aldogbooks.com.com. I've always been a big fan of infomercials, <laughs> if you can't tell. Uh, I actually love doing advertisements, especially when it's o- my own products and it's something that I'm into. That's something I really worked fucking hard on, man. Worked, uh, you know, waking up 4 a.m. Even to this day, I wake up 2, 3, 4 a.m. sometimes to get working on something. I'm currently working on my second book, but to live through this experience and then allegorize it and uh, create some amazingly funny and awesome characters and create a product at the end of the day. And then to sell that product, it's a dream come true. And um, I'm happy that you're a part of that. And if you're overseas buy it on Amazon, you can get the paperback on Amazon. If not digital copies are coming sooner than expected. So the outdogs plans moving forward here we go. I'm going back to the stack, baby. I'm gonna be starting to write again soon, I think around March fifteenth for the sub stack. So expect about five articles to come out there for real subscribers only. They're the only ones that are gonna get the full thing. Shout out to the real subscribers because I haven't forgot about you guys in the least. You guys are the people I care about the most, in addition to the readers. The readers are potentially more important than the real subscribers. But the real subscribers are going to get some awesome exclusive content, some written Al Dog articles. I got about five that I want to launch. I got a mega one. I got a mega one. I think I'm going to launch. I'm going to start writing it relatively soon. Um, I've already outlined it. It's going to be the rise and fall of Tatastan, but in, in, in written format. And uh, I'm going to be pulling quotes from the interview we did, and uh, it's going to be pretty serious. It's going to go viral. I know it goes viral. That's going to go viral. It's going to get me a lot of readers, a lot of email subscribers, a lot of more real subscribers, essentially. But for the real subscribers, you have so much, man. You have two full seasons of the Owl Dog Hour. You have a bunch of exclusive written content. You have a 15,000 word database on Jose Ricardo Antroy, AKA XXX Tentacion. You have a database on Young Thug, AKA Jeffrey Williams. He's in trial right now for Rico conspiracy. One thing I've been thinking about is there's always constantly these big time trials nowadays. Ever since Rittenhouse, there was uh, Rittenhouse, and there was Johnny Depp, and now there's some guy who murdered some who murdered somebody on a boat or some shit. I have no clue about that. The Tate trial is coming up. That'll be quick, and that'll be over fast. And uh, I've already given you my forecast for the uh, reaction of the Tater Tots. We'll be we'll be monitoring that closely, and I might be uh, I might be live streaming the. Uh, tater tot march because uh, i just can't resist as many of you know for a time period i was addicted to telling jokes about tater tots it was serious i think i told about 50 jokes and they're all archived on the al university telegram channel but yeah i had a serious issue for a while in terms of being addicted to uh making tater tot jokes so substacks coming back in full force Okay, we're going to be writing on Substack relatively soon. I have some goals I need to take care of in regards to my second book out this fall. Two books out this year. Get the first one. Get in on the ground floor. The Charter, A male, Millennial Journey Out of the Hip Hop Hypnosis. Get your autograph copy today. I, shift, I ship next day. I ship the next available opportunity I have. Not always next day, but the, the soonest available opportunity I have to get to the post office. I get there. And I send out the copies after I write a customized note and an autograph, $40 flat for the United States, uh, 55 flat for Canada. That's the best deal in the game right now, because I'm probably one of the illest authors of our time. And I really am an author at the end of the day. In addition to being an awesome podcaster and a great presenter, aldogvlog.com, the presentations have been stellar anyways. So those are my plans this year for the immediate future. What I'm really concentrated on is book sales and book sales are what I care about more than anything. Um, so we got that, we got two books, we got Substack, we got Grifters University being re-released this spring. Expect me to get back on YouTube because in my view, YouTube is really the big show. So I've been working on, I've been doing a lot of painting. Uh, in addition to all my uh, other regular work and, uh, I'm sort of building a new set in regards to getting back on YouTube. I have lined up a fairly big interview in my opinion for, uh, towards the end of April, somebody I really respect somebody who I've read all of their books. I have mentioned this person before going to keep it a secret for now, but pretty much all in man, all in on uh, a lot of my creative endeavors and I'm going to keep working, keep doing construction, keep doing, uh, Landscaping, but for now I'm taking a fucking home run swing uh, until you know April, you know, because I have to. I've worked on this particular book on weekends, on mornings for years, and it's out and it's available now. So I have to take this home run swing before I uh, start clocking in again. So that being said, Al Dog album out April 5th. Those are my plans for this year. Uh, I got to do more video. I got to do more live streaming. You've been checking me out on Instagram. I've been crushing it, but I'm growing that platform. But ultimately, I do have to go where the sales are. And that has been on Instagram more so than Twitter. Uh, and then hopefully, now that I'm podcasting again, hopefully some sales through this particular episode because I'm not bullshitting. I'm not capping when I say I got the book of the year and I'm not capping when I say people are enjoying it. People are, are really loving it. In addition to the science of selling books, there's also the se- science of writing books which is a process all into itself. I recently did a presentation called How to Write Like a Published Author. It's on Instagram. It's outstanding. you know. And if you're on the Substack, my How to Write is also outstanding. How to Write version two is coming soon. So the, the amount of value is absurd. And I'm gonna be, if I start writing like contemporary uh, articles about pop culture and about things that are happening, dude, it's over. It's a wrap. I know I can go viral do- doing that shit because I've done it before. And um, the thing is, I've just taken a back seat to that because I'm focusing more on long-term tangible products, specifically books. That's where a lot of my mental energy goes towards. Mental energy is something that is cyclical and it is, it is something to be managed. And that brings me into my next topic, which is Twitter.com. Twitter takes mental energy. Um, and it's a fun mental energy to s- sort of uh, participate in. But I have noticed, I was off Twitter for three months. I was writing more for my second book when I was off Twitter. But now that I'm on Twitter, I'm using a little bit more mental energy in order to compose some of these funny-ass tweets that you all enjoy, right? And people on Twitter got to think, if you go to my Twitter page every day and you laugh and you're entertained or on Instagram or Telegram, think about what the fuck I did with a 325-page published book. Just think. Just think, dude. It's insane. You're going to laugh. Like, you're going to fucking love it. So just get it. And, um, you know... I'm going to formulate things, so I'm writing at least one book a year, and I'm going to have a big book release every year, uh, two this year, and I know one, the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that, I'm going to be be writing at least one book a year. This is the Owl Dog Hour, season three, episode two. Let's talk a little Yay 24, shall we? Do I think that Yay is going to be the president of the United States? No, I don't. I think it'll be Biden or President Donald J. Trump. I would put my money on Trump. I think it's already rigged for Donald Trump to win the 2024 election. That's just how I feel. And I'm normally right about these things. That being said, yay 24 is going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun, both online and off. And I think if we approach it with that attitude, we can surely win. Because, you know, it's just, it's just wonderful. I love what I'm seeing. What I personally anticipate happening is is that there will be a comeback starting around the end of March. Yay has been quiet for too long, and he was serious about running for president. Now, is it part of a grander plan to shift Donald J. Trump to the right further? Potentially, because Ye and Nick Fuentes were two of Donald J. Trump's most loyal and most notorious supporters, so he can't ignore their movement because he will, they will shift votes away. They will shift energy away at bare minimum. I think votes are sort of rigged, but I think that energy be, will will be shifted away from Donald J. Trump if he continues to act in a silly way. And Nick Fuentes and Ye are talking about things that people are actually concerned about. You know, it, the proliferation of pornography in our society is becoming a concern for everyday people. Um, you know, there is, seems to be a spiritual crisis in America, not so much an economic crisis or not so much a, uh, you know, any other sort of crisis other than the fact that the reality of the situation is this, right? I go out in public and if you're in a downtown city area, people look okay. If you're in a suburban area, people can look okay. But there are some downtown areas and some other areas of this country that you go and people are fucked. People are absolutely fucked, especially a lot of these downtown districts. I've been to multiple downtown districts within the last six months that are just fucking riddled with homeless people. Marijuana is a factor in this. Legal marijuana is a factor in this. The more marijuana is in a city or a town, whatever the case may be, the more tattoos, the more piercings, the more mental illness. And we're really starting to see it. I, you know, In Massachusetts, where I'm at, Legal marijuana is ravaging Massachusetts. I go to Boston. The place reeks of pot. I did a live stream around uh, Harvard Square. The whole fucking place reeks of pot. There's homeless people everywhere. Uh, You know, I've seen multiple people do drugs in public uh, on public transit. Just a few trips to the city. That's what I'm seeing out in the real world. But, you know, a lot of it is people's own choice. They're just destroying themselves. That's why I think America does have a spiritual problem. And I do think that Ye and Nick Fuentes are at least talking about that. And once again, the Owl Dog Hour is at the epicenter of all media. The biggest thing I've ever done on the internet was hosted a, a debate between Nick Fuentes and Sticks, Hex and Hammer 666 on this very question. Religion in the United States was the topic of the debate. It's at like 200,000 views on YouTube. It's like a two-hour debate 200,000 is a lot, but 200,000 is a lot for a two-hour debate. That means each view, each person watched like 15 minutes, dude. And it's been stuck at 187,000 approximately for like years. I personally suspect damn near a half million people watch that debate. Anyways, check that out if you haven't checked that out already because that's the biggest thing I've ever done. And it's just interesting, you know, how here at the Owl Dog Hour... Yeah, I interviewed the most famous guy of 2022, and then I couldn't stop making jokes when it was all revealed that he was uh, an international sex trafficker. Um, And it was all in front of our own faces the entire time. You know, once again, the Owl Dog Hour at the epicenter, where I'm personally friends with this guy who is, uh, you know, a big deal at the Kanye West campaign. Once again, we're at the epicenter. Grifters University coming this spring, you know, it's going to be a $20 just special. It's kind of like when comedians sell their, uh, you know, DVD or they sell their Netflix special for, you know, 5 to $20, whatever the case may be. I'm going to sell mine for 20 and it's going to be the best entertainment you can possibly imagine. Grifters University spring semester. It's going to be the same course, but it's going to be... Um, There's going to be one additional video and it's going to be cheaper and it's going to be a comedy special that I'm going to want you to purchase to support. Uh, You know, I want you to buy an autographed book to support. I want you to buy on Amazon to support. So you're going to have options. I want you to subscribe, become a real subscriber on Substack to support. That's another very good investment because there's going to be a lot of good content coming down the line in regards to my own written stuff, more Al Dog hours. Um, The full season one and season two, I'm not sure if you guys noticed If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on iTunes, but I pulled the motherfucking episodes, kid. I pulled them shits, took them off Spotify. There's like six episodes on Spotify right now. There's like six on iTunes as well because they're only for real subscribers. Sorry, it's too good. I can't, uh, you know, as a means of doing this, I enjoy doing it and I find it necessary and I'm going to continue to do season three. Season three is for the masses. But for your season three listeners, it's time to either buy a book or become a real subscriber. We don't have time for bullshit. I don't have time for games. The thing about me is that I can sell my products while being entertaining and funny. That's really the sweet zone. That's uh, some call it the grifter zone because I can be entertaining and funny and intelligent and smart no matter what time of the day it is. But when I can do that and sell my products, that's that's where we want to be. And, uh, you know, that's what, uh, that's what we're doing right here. Anyways, the Owl Dog Hour, season three, episode two continues once I think of a new topic. Let's talk about art for a second. Mr. Ye West is somebody I greatly admire as an artist, he is an eccentric. If he's got an idea, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it with energy and he's gonna execute. Uh, speaking of which, my friend Dr. Shiva is also running for president, it seems. So, yeah, I got a friend that's a presidential candidate. We'll see how that shakes up as time progresses, which will be pretty interesting. But I just wanted to talk about art for a second and music because. I'm convinced at this point, music is the most powerful magic in the game. It reverberates throughout the realm in such a way that I don't think anything else really compares. Now, not all music is bad. Not all popular music is bad. Music is so powerful, some say that it has the power to heal. Now, music of the past century has pretty much been used as a weapon against us in order to tune the populace into idiocy and make them easier to control. The biggest mechanisms of control in this game are music, but more so money and sex. Specifically, as a form of political control, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Libido Dominandi, Sexual Liberation and Political Control by E. Michael Jones. This is the book I've been reading for the past month. It's like a 607-page, 700-page bomb. E. Michael Jones is probably one of the best authors in the, in the game. This particular book, Libido Dominandi, Sexual Liberation and Political Control, is probably one of the best books I've ever read in my life. It talks a lot about the Russian Revolution, as well as the French Revolution, as well as the English Enlightenment, and the role, in basically, in which degeneracy played in sort of tuning the populace into revolution. I got to thinking, the 1960s was a revolution. The year 2020 was a revolution. Us as Americans, we always have this sort of nostalgic, picturesque, perfect version, like Mel Gibson and the Patriot version of revolution. It's not always like that, man. A lot of times it's really bad. A lot of times there's sort of these uh, really degenerate... uh, And let's break down that word, because people overuse that word all the time. But to generate, right? To not generate, to degenerate, to devolve to not reproduce, to be counterproductive, to devolve, essentially. That's what that word means. And People like to throw it around there a lot, but it is actually quite literal in its uh, meaning. The good thing is we don't necessarily have to burden ourselves with the macro thing, uh, the macro level happenings, because over here at the Outdog Hour, we are esoteric anthropologist athletes, and we sort of look at these things as if we're Steve Irwin resurrected just observing and just continuing continuing to crush and build our own destinies. That's kind of the philosophy we have over here. But, you know, just some thoughts I've had because, you know, I was starting to think about Yay 24 again, something I'm fascinated by uh, just from an anthropological standpoint um, and an entertainment standpoint, you know. And I'm at the gym. I hear a Kanye song. I'm at the this uh, Akai Bowl place. I, they call it Acai Bowl. I prefer to say Akai. It's an Akai Bowl, okay? I don't get those. I get the smoothies, but it's an Akai place, okay? Not acai. I think acai is just like the the way the wicked, lame way to pronounce it. It's Akai. Anyways, so I'm at one of those places, and I hear a Kanye song again. I'm like, Jesus, this guy's got a catalog. That's why he basically was... They couldn't cancel him. He, he's too big to cancel, and I, I don't say that about a lot of people, but he's back with Adidas now. And expect some very, very big things from that camp very soon. And it's gonna be wildly entertaining. And we're gonna be covering it on the Owl Dog Hour. You know, we have the extensive inside baseball on a lot of these things. And I have the introspection as well as the life experience to give you the best perspective in the game. The Owl Dog Hour Season 3, Episode 2. I think we're gonna close it out, man, because that's all I got for today. I like to go a full hour. Because it's called the Owl Dog Hour. But at the same time, if we're at like 45 minutes, that, we can call that an Owl Dog Hour. You know what I mean? If, even if we're at 35 minutes, I don't care. That's all I have to say for today. I encourage you to check out the book, man. You can get your book within the next five days if you go to owldogbooks.com. And just order it, 40 bucks flat. Become a real subscriber to get caught up with the lore. Check out the YouTube channel. There's so many different options. But what I really want you to do is buy an autographed book. And uh, that's what I would prefer to happen within the next 10 seconds of you on your computer or you on your smartphone right now. Um, Because I want you to have an awesome experience. I put so much into that book and it's so, so fucking good. When you realize what I did with that book, you're going to feel the exact same way that I do. And that this is the book of the year. This is probably the most important book of the last century. The Charter, a millennial journey out of hip-hop hypnosis. Yay is a perfect example of somebody who uh, snapped out of hip-hop hypnosis his last album, or his last couple albums, rather, but specifically the Jesus is King album is outstanding. It has all the awesome beats, it has all the awesome vocals, but you don't have to talk about reckless self-endangerment and self-destructive behavior that negatively affects the population. You know, I talked about this recently. I did two presentations on Instagram Live, Al Dog Vlog on Instagram. I did Hip Hop Hypnosis Volume One, Hip Hop Hypnosis Volume Two. I specifically used John ja Morant, an NBA basketball player, point guard, probably the best young point guard since Derrick Rose. I talked about him specifically, as well as other a few other examples. I also did a presentation on how to read, uh, how to write like a published author, which is a fact now and a bunch of good content, man. Um, But yeah, this is it. This is lit. The Owl Dog is an artist as well as a published author. The Owl Dog Hour Season 3, Episode 2. Season, I mean, I'm sorry, Episode 3 will probably come in a month. But in the meantime, I'm going to be focusing on Instagram live streams, selling books, working on my second book, uh, Spring Semester, Launching the Substack again. So there's going to be... And getting back on YouTube, I'm going to be scheduling some more interviews for myself as well as a big one I got planned for towards the end of April. Anyways, guys, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this. You can always hit me up at alchad at protonmail.com. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you guys again. I can't wait for the next Al Dog Hour. I really enjoy doing this because it's just me and the mic. And uh, just my thoughts And they're usually funny and strikingly accurate Okay Um, A lot of people don't understand when they're speaking on the internet Or they're speaking uh, on one of these podcasts or whatever You're performing I'm a performance artist Okay A performance artist Uh, And there are very few people that are actually aware of that And which is why they're so lame when they talk Versus the Owl Dog Hour's entertaining, informative, uplifting for esoteric athletes only. And aspiring esoteric athletes. This has been the Owl Dog Hour. Episode 2, Season 3. Album out, April 5th. Pre-order today or get you an autograph. Do it right now. I'll talk to you guys soon.